Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Andre, the Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast as we are barreling our way towards a Summer Slam weekend. I am Sir Majesty, a.k.a. the hardest working man in sports and entertainment and sports entertainment, Peter Rosenberg. And I'm joined by the man who coined that phrase yesterday. His name is the physically large Stack Guy Greg. Yeah, man, and it's all facts, too. Your schedule yesterday was uh, ridiculous. Otherwise, this episode would have been in the can. But uh, like we said, man, you're the hardest working man in sports and entertainment and sports entertainment. So, took a little- Listen, it's not my goal. My goal is to be the least hardworking man in all of them. But unfortunately, I am currently the most hardworking. So well, that the, is where we stand. You're the most that in is- demand. That's what happens. You know what? What you said was based on facts um and i will i'm predicting right now next week that next week's podcast will have the announcement for our SummerSlam festivities um working out some details right now i'll tell you this right now it is not only going to include an event of some sort it is also going to include a wrestling for sale pop-up shop yes my friend ted AKA Wrestling for Sale is coming into town to do this pop-up shop with me. And not only will I be selling some gems from my collection at very fair prices. Um mostly, you know me, I'm not going to sell my 80s stuff, but some 90s WCW, some 90s ECW, but I saw the stuff that Ted has. Yo, when I tell you Ted has some serious high-level heat to sell, I'm talking about my man has heat to sell like the best vintage wrestling stuff you will ever find will be at our um, pop-up shop so there's going to be a pop-up shop there's going to be some sort of event and then apparently there's going to be a pay-per-view with uh, some mage matches that we now really are starting to take shape and we'll get into that as the show goes on but first i say to sgg what's going on outside the ring this week there wasn't a lot as i recall well not necessarily outside of the ring, but, um, you know, WWE announced the all-women's pay-per-view uh, evolution for October. Well, that was where I, that, but, well that, absolutely. And I, that's where I was going to just start with our general week because, I mean, it's, it is what started the week. It was uh, Vince McMahon in the center of the ring, SGG, with uh, Triple H and Stephanie announcing this pay-per-view. Not gonna lie, I was, I've known about this for a little while. I've been very excited about it. Yeah. I didn't know this would be the venue. Um, but are, or how excited are you for the event itself? Oh, I'm very excited, uh, especially, you know, when, when they roll it out like that, you can't not be excited. Um, she said 50 women. I'm assuming that's an estimate. I don't think they are gonna paint themselves into a corner where they have to have 50 women, but, you know, 50 women, um, from the past, the present, and uh, and the future of WWE, all going to be performing in some capacity at the pay per view, the finals of the May Young Classic, which is um, going to be starting soon. And last year was just an amazing tournament, so I'm expecting this year to be and just yeah. as mage. Um, 
And get ready for this, Greg, another announcement. I am hard at work trying to do, I'm not guaranteeing it, but I am hard at work trying to put together a May Young Classic um, spectacular podcast where I go down to Florida and record a special all-women's podcast to drop the week of the May Young Classic and to get us ready for evolution. So I'm working on that as well. But I agree. I super popped for, you know, they mentioned the other day, they already said Tristratus, Lita, their name's already getting thrown around. And you wonder, you wonder just how far they'll go. Because there are so many people that haven't been tapped into. Um, and how do they stack the card? You know, do people just come out and start challenging people week to week? Do some of these, I mean, I hope they don't do the Raw 25 where it's like, Someone huge just appears in a poker game. Um, I hope these people have matches. I'm sh- my guess is there's a battle royal too, right? Yeah, I think for sure there's going to be a battle royal with some type of I don't not prize, but something at stake in the battle royal. Um, but I'm with you too. Like who who do they bring in, and in what capacity? Like could we see? I mean, we saw the glow, the women of glow, Netflix's glow, I should say, um, backstage on the SmackDown recently. But could we see a a glow versus glow match where Ivory comes out of retirement to face um, Karma, who, uh, you know, plays a character on Netflix's glow and Ivory is an alumni from the original glow? I'd like to see that. Um, And isn't Ivory still in great shape? She is. She was um, on a table for two and she looked. Her and Molly Holly, too, seem to look like they could still get in the ring and handle business if they need to. Well, we, saw, we saw Molly Holly, and it's table for three. Did you say table for two? Oh, yeah, table for three. How dare you? How dare you disrespect <laughs> the WWE Network like that? Um, yeah, it's really cool to think about. I mean, you're, you're, you're sure. The Bellas will definitely be there, right? Yeah, they have to. I mean, come on. They're going to tease it out. It might be a storyline for uh, Total Bellas about whether or not they're going to be able to make it, but they're going to be there. They have no, like, they're going to be there. What about, what about A.J. Lee? A.J. Lee is definitely, it feels like she is a long shot. She's one of two people for sure that I would say are a long shot from appearing. Who Who else? AJ Lee and Gail Kim. And I say long shot because, you know, anything can happen. Um, she, but they well, see. Gail Kim, Gail Kim is still signed to TNA, right? I believe she's in retirement. I believe she retired. So she, she might retired, not, she might not be signed through. to anybody. But she has said that, you know, she went to WWE and wrestled for them twice and she was not happy there. Um,. And we all remember like how she left the company. Like her last moment was just rolling out of the ring in a battle royal on Raw, and just never, never to be seen again. Never going back. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I w- I would pop big if Gail Kim was there, but uh, I am excited for it. Um, you know, I- I'm a little. I'm not necessarily into these like pre-announcements. We have a huge announcement tomorrow, and then it's it just sort of all gets a little telegraphed for me. Yeah. Um, but that said, very, very excited about the result. And it's interesting because it really ends up setting, setting the table for this simultaneous promotion 
of SummerSlam and Evolution. Yeah. Because, you know, and Evolution's going to end up, another thing that's interesting, it's going to end up feeling like a real major pay-per-view. I mean, which it should, though. Honestly, it, it really should. Um, oh, absolutely. But it's going to. There's no way around it. It's the inaugural one. So it's going to feel like a really big deal leading into it. In some ways, it's going to feel like a women's WrestleMania. And so I'm very, uh, I'm very interested to see exactly how it leads up and, and plays out. I'm excited about that. Same. So anyways, SGG, what else happened this week? Outside of the ring, I feel like Evolution was the big buzz. Um, there was some detractors, you know, but mostly, mostly support for, for WWE and what they're trying to do with this, um, women's pay-per-view. Um, all right. So let's, uh, start out in the ring. Some things have gotten a little bit more clear, SGG. For example, they pulled the trigger. Roman Reigns, the big dog! Against Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Again. At SummerSlam. Reigns Lesnar 4. What are your thoughts about this? I think. I honestly think it could have. They should have gone Bobby Lashley for something fresh. Um, they went with the short thing, which is fine. But if to do that, they have to give us something different. They, they really have to, especially because we saw this match uh, twice this year already. And it was the same match both times, just about. They they really have to give us something different uh, to make this fresh. And whether that's a different result with Brock Lesnar um, losing the title to Roman Reigns. Or, you know, even if they go back to the, the WrestleMania 31 result where you know the matches hanging in the balance both men are down and then Braun Strowman rolls in to cash in and and uh take the championship they have to do something and I think something will I think I think this is going to go a weird direction um we're already seeing some you know Kevin Owens and challenging Braun Strowman for the briefcase so I there has to be a twist here like, it just cannot be to me that after a story that has been so stalled that they think the culmination of Roman Reigns finally beating Brock Lesnar is going to make people happy. Although Brock is back on Raw next week, is that right? Yeah, he's, uh, Heyman announced him for Monday. Um, don't know what he's gonna say or do, but. It's been announced uh, that he'll be he'll be on Raw on Monday. Because to me, the, the purpose of him appearing on Raw would be to take some sort of step to get you more invested in this match. Meaning there's something that happens for character development's sake next week. Right. Because it, it just can't continue the way it has and anyone would expect. There's just no way. People can't think that. They can't. Although I will tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll throw something positive in there. I do think the last month has actually been really good for Bobby Lashley. I know I indicated that recently, but I think, I think he was, I think he was really great on Monday. 
And I think the way he walked off, like in, in such sore disappointment, um, actually played out pretty well. You know, his, his acting when he's not talking is much better. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like even Rhonda in that regard. Like Rhonda is actually really great. Like her facials and the way she acts is great. It's just when she gets a mic, it's a little bit rougher. I, I felt Lashley in this match and I actually, I actually, I just felt the match period. You know, Roman and Bobby actually are pretty good together. Or Roman and Bob. Bob, yes. Um, and and while I don't think the story did that much for Roman Reigns, I do think it served Bobby Lashley pretty well. Same. And yes, I'm in the back of an Uber if you hear me on the West Side Highway. Go ahead, Greg. No, Sorry. I was going to say, same. I, I don't think it did that much for Roman Reigns, but... Um, as much as people, you know, as much as people detract from Roman Reigns, this is exactly what he does, though. Like, uh, he takes a guy that people are sort of on the fence about and pushes them over to one side or the other. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he launched Braun Strowman. Um, cause I remember the chatter as Braun Strowman was, uh, was getting hot and being built up and as he was taken away from the Wyatt family was just like, People were kind of on the fence about this guy, and now everybody wants to see him as champion. And um, sort of similarly with Bobby Lashley, I know at least for me, I was just like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know why this guy is back. I'm not going to be interested in anything he does. And then he has a program with Roman Reigns by the end of it, and I'm like, oh, okay, Bob, <laughs> okay, I, I respect, I respect you in like all these categories on the mic, uh, what you contribute in the ring, everything. Like you brought it. He did. He, I, I agree with that. He did bring it. I, I don't care what anyone says. I'm not saying people are over the moon in love with Bobby Lashley. No, but, but I will say I think people care. They care more than when he showed up. Yeah, because that his the first the first couple of weeks. I mean, the way it felt. I mean, if if you were listening to our show, you would have thought Bobby Lashley was white the way that guy Greg reacted. Yeah, he didn't even like, care at all. Take your headband and go, Bobby Lashley. Just just go. But, I mean, he didn't even sniff the black power ring. No. I mean, it was it was a really – so to, for us to be here now, and, you know, we'll get to the black power rankings. I wonder if Lashley will make it for the first time. So, um, anyways, we also learned this week uh, – let's talk about the other things we have confirmed for SummerSlam. How do you feel about Samoa Joe, a TNA classic at the Barclays Center, Samoa Joe and the phenomenal one, AJ Styles? into it yes yes i am um for the same reason that i was into aj styles and nakamura like you know we've seen it done in other promotions and that's why we should have confidence in what uh what they're gonna bring because as as much as you know you and i and most of the people who would take the time to sit down and listen to this podcast are into you know TNA slash impact or new japan and ring of honor and the things that are happening over there the wwe has an audience that is completely unfamiliar with with that, and um, that audience deserves to see matches uh, of the caliber that AJ Styles and Samoa Joe can have together. And um, I think with them doing that, with with them having so many TNA guys, they they can go back and you know, in case of emergency, break glass on this match that we know is going to be is going to be good and uh it took me back to even to um our wrestlemania interview with aj styles when he mentioned you know he has such chemistry with guys in the ring where he can do a thing 
and they'll know what it's what he's going to do and that they don't even have to communicate verbally for the match yep. to be on point and the the guy he used in that example when he was making his point was Samoa Joe who is a guy that we haven't seen um interact with AJ really at all since they've both been in the WWE uh, Samoa Joe was on NXT when AJ showed up and then they spent a lot of time on two different brands and then when Samoa Joe finally did show up to SmackDown, he disappeared for a while. So for him to finally uh, get his hands on AJ and knowing that they have such chemistry, I think everybody should be excited for it. It shouldn't be a thing where, like, you know, we've seen it before. Like, let's see it again on on this bigger stage at what is probably the second most important WWE pay-per-view of the year. Now, listen, if you're a big enough wrestling fan like we are, uh, and like many of you are, and you've watched AJ and Samoa Joe many times, um, I, I think you'll, I think you'll probably once we see them in the ring, something nostalgia may, nostalgic may kick in, right? Yeah. But even as someone who's seen them wrestle many times, to me it still feels totally new right now because I can't picture it in WWE. So. Wrestling's very interesting like that. How the, how the place in which the matchup takes place, in the federation in which it takes place, is so, is so relevant. Like there's nothing else you can really do to compare that. You know, like, where it's like, wait, wait, but you've seen these guys wrestle, right? And it's like, yeah. And it's like, oh, and they were actually younger before. Yeah. Wait, wait, but you're more excited for this one? Yes. Because this is different. Yeah. This is now, this is the big league. How do they, how do they handle it? How do they step up? What do they look like? Especially when you compare stuff to TNA. Yeah. And it goes. Because all due respect. Yeah. Because all due respect, TNA ended up looking like the minor leagues. It just just did. Yeah. And that's, that's what it boils down to. Relative to this. WWE makes things feel bigger. Like they make it feel more important whether it's the production value or like you could tell they just invest so much more in everything else so there you go so that's a that's match number two that we have confirmed because on smackdown after samoa joe attacked aj styles he threw his name on the contract and now we know that we also have a women's match confirmed for SummerSlam. of course we already knew that one that was the first thing we learned, which would be Alexa Bliss and Ronda Rousey. So, so far, those three... and, and Well, we have the other women's match feels- confirmed, too. Um, Becky Lynch won her match against uh, Carmella on SmackDown. So, Becky Lynch is actually going to, Smack, uh, to, to SummerSlam for the SmackDown women's title. Let's talk about that. Carmella and Becky Lynch... You guys know how I feel about money, okay? And and you know that I feel I, I'm not the only one, Greg. There's a contingency of people out there, a lot of peanuts, um, a lot of others, who feel that I should be managing Carmella. Yeah. And and now, with the events of SmackDown and the firing of James Ellsworth, tell me. Doesn't it appear like there's a clear path to this dream coming true? 
I mean, the lane is wide open, and you know what? What better? What better timing? Like here we are, SummerSlam, a few weeks away, coming to you from New York City. That's right. Who better to have Carmella? You know, not just walk down the aisle with Carmella, but lead her to victory than than Mister. Mr. New York City, Mr. Mr. Majesty, Mr. Enjoy Yourself, uh, Mr. Sports and Entertainment and Sports Entertainment. Like who better? The time, the timing is just, it's just, I don't know if it's all falling into place or if WWE is putting the pieces into place, but the timing is right. Uh, the opportunity is right there. You know what? Matter of fact, if they could get me the princess of Staten Island, Maybe I would bring in, if I was given the opportunity, maybe as a special, like, you know, helper, I could get, you know, like, a member of the Wu-Tang Clan. The problem is, we don't want people to cheer, so we gotta pick someone that from Staten Island they hate. Maybe I get someone, who, which, which person from Jersey Shore was from Staten Island? Vinny was from Staten Island, I believe. I think you're right. The people don't hate Staten People Sat- don't hate Vinny, Vinny yeah. Who else? I think I feel like there was somebody else. Was the situation from Staten Island? People hate him. People hated him. Although, listen, listen, I don't need anyone. The bottom line is this: she's the princess of Staten Island. New York is my town. Okay, I'm the hardest working man in sports and entertainment, and sports entertainment. She's the most money human being in the world. It all makes sense. And now, because Becky Lynch got lucky. She now has a match against Mella at SummerSlam. Is that no, is that the fourth and final? Is that the final match we know that's confirmed? Yeah. Um, the other matches are still uh, to, be, to be determined. You know, um, New Day moved on in the tag team tournament on SmackDown to determine the number one contenders for the Bludgeon Brothers. Um, uh, we don't know what's happening with the Raw. Tag Team Championship or the U.S. Championship, Intercontinental Championship, everything is still up in the air as far as those. Um, but now, do you think we're, do you th- do you think we're on our way to a tag match, Seth and Finn versus Dolphin Drew? Oh, just because of um, like, do you think that the events of this they tag this week, or do you think that's completely random and those are separate stories? I think if we're on our way to a tag match, they shouldn't have had it happen uh, as, as part of the buildup. But so, you know, if we are, then I feel like they might have started it off on the wrong foot. But if we do get a situation where um, they sort of switch the rivalries a little bit and then Drew gets Seth for the pay-per-view and Dolph gets Finn for uh, for SummerSlam, then I could see why, you know... They went about it this way, just to put them all together and then reshuffle. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still a little bit in the air there also. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because, and also, where are we going with Elias, man? By the way, congratulations to Elias. His new EP is out, and it's tremendous. He was smart enough to drop it on your birthday, too. He knows what's up. Well, he knows. He knows. Yeah, exactly. He knows. 
He understands how the mage one operates. He's mage himself. Yeah. But where are we going to go with Elias? I mean, he played such a prominent part in the show this week, but at the same time, you don't come away knowing what his deal is. Yeah. I, I thought for sure he was going to end the, up attacking somebody, um, but but he just let it rock. <laughs> he didn't even get to really perform. Um, oh, we got to backtrack a little bit too. You mentioned. Uh, go ahead. So you said the fourth and final match was going to be, you know, the women's SmackDown title match, but we forgot, you know, the we didn't forget because we touched on it, but you know, the Kevin Owens Braun Strowman match for the briefcase was announced for SummerSlam, um, and apparently. Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins is official for SummerSlam for the Intercontinental Championship. So looks like we. Oh, really? Looks like we. Yeah, this is on WWE.com. It's a SummerSlam match, so it looks like we will not get a tag team match. We're gonna get uh, Dolph Ziggler, Seth Rollins one more time for the gold. All right, uh, that's. Uh, I think that's frankly SummerSlam worthy. I'm not mad at that usage. Um, so wow, so we have five matches already. Yeah, plus you know we we're gonna find out who the Bludgeon Brothers are gonna face. Um, so that's no, that's seven. The four the four championship matches plus the Brothers Brothers match is five. Uh, the Money in the Bank briefcase match six, and then the it's Continental Championship match. And we still don't do know what to do Mojo, with Finn. Also, important question. Do you think Mojo Raleigh's stuff leads to anything of any significance or no? I mean, it's going to be a nice pre-show match or kickoff show match and uh hope potential SummerSlam bonus check, maybe. I don't know how they how that works out if you're on the kickoff show versus the the main show. But at the very least, there should be that, but, right? But if that ends up being Bobby Roode and Mojo, would that surprise you that Bobby Roode is working with Mojo? Uh, yes and yes and no. Yes, in that I feel like Bobby Roode. I don't want to say he's better than that because that's like the ultimate disrespect to Mojo that he doesn't deserve to be working with somebody the caliber of Bobby uh, Bobby Roode and to even insinuate that I realize it's disrespectful but that's the best way that I can can sort of put it is that Bobby Roode could and should be in a more prominent position and you know I understand that everybody has their roles to play so it could be that Bobby Roode's role in this is to sort of elevate Mojo but at the same time, it feels like Bobby Roode could be doing more. You know what I mean? He could he could easily be, you know, NXT heel Bobby Roode that had the crowd in the palm of his hand and put on great matches and, you know, wore the gold and let everybody know how much better he was than everybody in the audience and in the ring and backstage. I feel like that character connected more than uh, I'm glorious Bobby Roode. How many matches do you think we're looking at, by the way? 12? How matches? What? 11. 11 matches? What do you think we're going to get? What was the question? How many matches did he win? How many? 
Yeah, how many? No, no. How many matches do you think we'll get on the card? Oh, yeah. I think eleven. I think eleven is a safe bet. Eleven or twelve. And you think that would be like ten on the main card and one or two on the kickoff show? Yeah, I could actually. I could see like eleven on the on the main card. Because last year, last year I think they had eleven on the main card. Or maybe ten or eleven on the main card. I can't remember what it was, but it was, it was up there. And depending on how they how they do some of these matches, because I, I feel like they, they showed with Nakamura and Jeff Hardy at Extreme Rules that they don't mind, like advertising the match, building it up, and then having it be like a quick, a quick squash match to, keep everything moving. Which I I didn't mind, and I'm glad they don't mind because, you know. 10 matches to give everybody 20 minutes to a half an hour and then throw in the video packages and then throw in the backstage interviews and then throw in, you know, the inevitable um, commercials from KFC and Cricket Wireless. How dare you? It's going to stretch the card. I'm just saying, it's going to stretch the card, you know. Uh, Especially if they are worried about, you know, the crowd revolting and reacting in a way that is sort of disrespectful. You know, they don't want to really tempt fate and put on a five-hour show when there are things within their control that they can do to keep it moving along. Plus, I've just added as a sponsor, not a lot of people know this, um, my new my new energy drink. Um, it's called Big <laughs> Energy. <laughs> I thought you were going to say pe- um, peanut energy. Well, that's a special. No, there's there's three there's three different brands within the brand. Okay. There's there's, there's big energy drink. Mm-hmm. There's peanut. There's peanut energy, and then lastly, the most controversial, there's monster energy. Uh, oh, I thought you were gonna, all three. You're gonna say rosy juice? No, ew, you're <laughs> disgusting. Rosy juice? What are you, an animal? How dare you? This is a kid's show, sir. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize we were PG. Uh, I didn't realize we were PG. Yeah, it's the PG era. The new, 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 new era. Um, so Randy Orton started off SmackDown cutting a promo, which I thought was interesting. I thought the beauty of heel Randy is he doesn't have to talk. Yeah, but still, I also feel like this was the best promo I've ever seen him, seen him cut. Especially you know, it was in the last good, few it, years. It was, it was a good promo and, I, man, were you taken aback at that part? Even though I know we knew it, were you taken aback at the beginning when he goes, "I've been here sixteen years"? Yeah, I didn't realize it was that long. Like, you kind of know it in your in your mind because, like, he's been a constant. So, for most people, for as long as you've been watching, he's been there. But you don't you don't think about it by the numbers like that, like. I mean, six. By the way, sixteen years active there. Randy Orton's been there longer than Bret Hart, longer than Macho Man, longer than the British Bulldog, longer than Jake the Snake, longer than so many people that you look Hall of Famers. Yeah, longer than you longer than Hogan, your, longer than uh, longer than Austin. Longer than Hogan? Well, Hogan total time. Hogan was there. Because he what? went eighty three to 80... ninety three, right? 
But he was there in like the well, 70s for like mm-hmm. a year. So let's give him two years in the 70s. Right. Then, you know, 83 to 93, Hulkamania ran wild. So that was 10 right there. He came back with the NWO for WrestleMania 18. And then, so he's been spotty. And and hung out till. But yeah, it's still, you're right. It's, it's certainly not, it's certainly close to the same, if, if at all. Yeah. Um, way longer than Austin. Way longer than The Rock. Yep. Um, I mean, it's him and Cena, man. The only people that have them, like, are Triple H and Undertaker. Those are the only two people that have them, like, have them beat in uh, terms of their Sean. Sean. Sean took Sean. a long break, too. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Sean, too. Because his break was only four Sean years. Came in, so Sean had, like, and he came at, 88. And he got there in, what, 89? Yeah. 88, 89. And then he lasted till, till 98. like, 2002. No, nah, he lasted no, until 98, 98. And then he was gone. And was gone until 2002. Yep. And then from 2002 to like what, 2013? No, was it 2000? What was WrestleMania 26? Was that 2010? I think that was 2010. We're coming up on 35. So yeah, something like that. So another 8 there. So yeah, that's only like 17 actually. Yeah, so he's right behind uh, Shawn Michaels. That's, that's, it's very, it's very impressive when you think about that time. And he's been a top guy for so long in it. Now, granted, there's some letdown there, okay, um, for sure. I mean, but the only reason Randy Orton has ever let you down, in my opinion, is because he's one of the most talented people to ever be in the ring. Yeah. From a talent standpoint. And, and that's what I was gonna say too, like, if, it's the greatest promo of his career to me, but it didn't ever have to be, like, it, di- it does not, have to be. It feels like yes, he's been there for sixteen years, and um, yes, he raised some salient points about not getting the respect of the fans, and you know, people. I don't want to say not appreciating him because, in, as he's saying that, I'm just like, yeah, the reason that you have this perspective, whereas everybody else, like once they cross a certain threshold in terms of you know the time they've given to to wrestling people are like you know what just off rip this guy gets their respect like john cena after a while it's just like people just was like you know what you got to give john cena his respect you got to give triple h his respect all these people and randy Orton doesn't get that because he's been there the whole time and has been phoning it in at least half the time in the ring you could tell he's bored uh he's uninspired on the mic he hasn't really been a great Babyface, um, he's a great heel, but you know if that's his personality just being dialed up to eleven, you don't really want to celebrate that, you know. So it's just like you don't get the respect because of all these human elements that you either do or don't bring to the ring. Like you have all the skill that, and that's that's fine, but everything else is just like well. But he seemed inspired on Tuesday. So I hope he carries that through the rest of his career in the ring, on the mic, and everywhere else. He did. He had a, he had a battery in his back, I felt. Um, I, 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 was, I was impressed, at least. Yeah. SGG, uh, do you want to jump into the mailbag? 
Uh, yes, I think it's I think it's about that time. Uh, we had these people waiting patiently. Uh, the peanuts always. Now, you know for- what? Well, I, 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 we'll get to the peanuts before we get to the peanuts, Greg. Why don't you hit us with those black power rankings off top? I have to give it to Ember Moon. She had a match on Monday Night Raw, and honestly, this is um for like the totality of her work since she's been on Monday Night Raw. She's steadily been improving. Uh, she's racked up mostly wins. I think she had one loss um, to Sarah Logan, but beyond that, and for the most part, you know, she's been winning. She's been improving. She's been having good matches every Monday night, and uh, she had always, for whatever reason. Just missed out on the Black Power rankings, but after this win, you know, and looking for looking at everything she's done, I gotta give her the number three spot this week. Um, and the number two, you called it, was uh, Bobby Lashley because um, his feud and this series with Roman, which uh, seems to be uh, over for the time being, has made me eat my words. Uh, I, I said a few months ago, I'm not interested, and I'm not enjoying the return that he can't go in the ring that he needs to go away in the mic and it seems to me that he's um improved in all of those areas uh in his feud with roman and i don't i'm not gonna give roman the credit because he still has to execute his his part of the deal but he did and i want to tip my hat to bobby lashley for for making me eat my words and uh in at number one the new day on smackdown live like i said they're having a tag team title tournament and the new day went up against Sanity and they got that victory against Sanity to go into the tag team to the next round of the tag team tournament. Um we don't know if they're gonna face the bar or the Usos yet. That match is is set for next week. But I mean, the New Day has history with both of those teams. It was the bar that broke their their record that, that ended their record breaking title title reign and um the Usos, they had that incredible series with last year. So either one of these teams is going to be a goodie, whoever they end up facing. Um, so for what they did on Tuesday and for what's to come, New Day has to sit at the top of the Black Power Rankings this week. Greg, another excellent Power Rankings, and we'll start off the mailbag right now with an email about the one and only stat guy greg it's called giving the stat guy his due good morning to you sweet pete and mr stat guy greg sorry for the long email my name's alex i've been listening since cobbler dave was polluting the podcast airwaves a little bit about myself i'm a lawyer in delaware i'm of arab and german ancestry which is the way of saying i look white to white to to people i look white to people (laughs) I only I only mention these two facts because they're relevant to my two points. First, I think Greg needs to get more credit on this show for being a lawyer. I don't know if Mr. Rosenberg knows this, but the practice of law, especially outside of major urban areas, is seriously bereft of African Americans. And especially absent are African American men that Greg is holding it down in the legal world in Philly just a few miles north of me while still doing the podcast is very impressive. 
and I think it needs to be commended more on the show. We hear a lot about Pete's not numerous non-wrestling ventures, and I have no problem with that as the things you do are pretty awesome and interesting. But let's show Greg some love too. I say F that. Too much Greg as it is. Um, <laughs> second, Hulk Hogan. I don't want him back. I do believe in the power of redemption and in second and third chances. But vital to that is the concept of contrition and change. Lost in most of his conversation has been the absolute dehumanization of a person. Hogan was talking about his daughter dating a black man and bemoaned the fact that she was not dating a, quote, rich one. As if one black man is the same as another and she was just dating the skin tone and not the man. Then he uses the N-word. That only confirms to us his sick views. While I'm not sure of the podcast views on religion, I will say that I believe racism is a sin and it denies that the same aspect of the divine can dwell in each of us, regardless of what our skin happens to look like. I'm not sure Terry gets that. Um, and then he goes on, thank you always for your time. I find it the highlight of my wrestling podcast week. And if you wouldn't mind going either two hours or doing two shows a week, that would be great. I kid, I kid. <laughs> I know Pete would like to see his lovely wife and bear, uh, more often than not. Stay mage and as always, enjoy yourself. Very nice message. It's true. Greg is a lawyer and we should spend more time celebrating his lawyerness, which now we shall. The people have spoken. Great. There are a lot of emails there about Hogan. A lot. Um, uh, of course. A lot of people, most people just saying they really enjoyed the conversation. Here's an interesting one I found. Cause someone found a way to, to credit our conversation with Hulk, about Hulk Hogan and piss me off and I'm sure you off at the same time. Are you ready? Yeah, this, these are the emails that I want to hear because I, I really think what he did and said is indefensible. Scott writes us and says, Mr. Rosenberg, I was a longtime Cheap Heat listener from the Shoemaker days and then when Brian Campbell was there as well. I stopped listening almost a year ago, but I made a point of listening to the Hogan segment in this past week's episode. Hulk Hogan was and is my all-time favorite wrestler. My personal Mount Rushmore of wrestling starts with Vince McMahon and Hogan. I listened to your thoughts on it and have to say you nailed it and I agree with you 100%. Some people think he should never be allowed back no matter what he does. I don't agree with that. Like you said, Hogan should be eventually allowed to be back, but he hasn't done enough yet to be reinstated. I also agree he should have eventually been allowed back into the Hall of Fame, but not daily activities or weekly shows. I think that's what MLB should do with Pete Rose. Allow him into the Baseball Hall of Fame, but that's it. I don't care for how the show has changed since it's been just you and SGG, but I do have to give you credit. You're not afraid to disagree with or even call out WWE, your employer, on certain issues. Thank you for your time. Sincerely, Scott. And you know what? Go screw yourself, Scott. How about that? Yeah. Don't like this show. Dare you? I, if you I don't if you're agree not with, if you're not with us now, you're never with us. Exactly. I I don't agree with how this show's changed. Well, it doesn't matter because you said you're not listening anyway. So and I, and I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you what's the problem that we have less white people on the show. You sound as bad as Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, I noticed he managed Maybe. to go through that whole email without without mentioning the one black person on the show who's been here just as long as everybody else, but. You know, he proved his point, though. Hulk Hogan is in his Mount Rushmore. It's th- he, sa- he said it. 
Well, no, he did say, didn't he say at the beginning, he said, he said, I don't, he said, I don't care for how the show has changed since it's been just you and SGG. So he did reference you, but <laughs> negatively. Yeah. Uh, this is, I haven't read this yet, but I'm intrigued by the subject in the email we received from Cam. Pete. <laughs> Pete. I'm a fat 30-year-old white male in Australia. Nothing I do would slow me to understand how SGG or any other black person would feel. The thing that has not been mentioned much is the concentration used by HH. He said N-word with an E-R, not N-word with an A. Now hear me out. Both are bad for a white guy to say, but one is worse. By the way, I wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment. Both bad, one worse. Yeah. I I have been halfway through NWA or Biggie, and before I know it, I have dropped the N-word. I'm not a racist, but some people would say that I am for saying that with no context or intent. HH used the ER. He clearly meant what he said, and he clearly wanted to state that he hates African Americans. To be honest, I'd love to hear SGG's thoughts on the word being used in music, owning the word, etc. Stay mage, enjoy yourself. First of all, I, I, I'd like to give props to the white man from Australia who is so removed from the American concept of race between blacks and, blacks and whites being interested in this i really do appreciate the the nuance you spent there bud sgg do you want to give him some of your thoughts on on his email and uh the n-word in music yeah like his email like you said was was spot on especially that line about you know both both being bad one worse and um even with his his observations about Hulk Hogan and which one he used and in the context is like i said he, people are framing it as a mistake but you have to work hard to use the ER version. You know what I mean? Like you have to that that's deliberate. The A might slip if if you're listening to music or something like that, but the ER like you have to work hard to to let that one drop. And um Oh yeah. Yeah, like you it, it's 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 a conscious thing. Like it's the furthest thing from a mistake when when you use it like that and it's interesting too because it's a, it's a word with so much nuance because like for example um you will you can end up hearing it with an r if someone's talking about the word in an academic sense also right so right. if they're I, I would i wouldn't i just don't say the word that's that's what works for me but i also while it makes you kind of cringe a little bit I also understand why if you were having an academic conversation, you say the word. That would yeah. be the one other spot you might – or in the news um, if they yeah. were to say so-and-so said. But in casual conversation, to specifically use the I, – I was interviewing Marlon Wayans yesterday, and he was just doing a joke. He was making fun of his son or his nephew, and he was giving his nephew this voice. And when he was doing his nephew's voice – he used the N-word, and for some reason it said an R on it. And I was like, your nephew uses the R? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So like it stands out even out of the mouth of black people. If there's an R, it stands out. So true. And and I agree with your point about, you know, in the academic sense using it. I, I see why people don't use it because it makes so many people uncomfortable. But academics and the news are not supposed like they're not supposed to coddle people. Like it's not about your feelings. It's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. It's supposed to 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 give you as real a depiction of what's happening as you can. So I like it irks me a little bit when people say n word in those sentences, and even when people get upset about like somebody saying it in in those instances because like you're teaching, you're teaching. Like this is not. It's not a slur. It's not directed at you. Like these are teachable moments, but to be taught, you have to really feel it. You can't just go over your head or be something that you can set to the side. Um, but uh, to answer his question about how I feel about you know black people using it, I'm not one of those people that feel like black people shouldn't go around using the n word. Like I'm not gonna police uh, black people's usage of of the n-word like respectability politics isn't really my thing i don't feel like there's a way you should act um as a man or a woman or as a black man or a black woman um you know muslim man woman anything i don't feel like there's a way you should act or be to get respect um from people i feel like people should give you respect off top until you do something to them personally to cause them to lose respect for you you know what i mean i don't think it's a thing of like oh he's not carrying himself like a respectable african-american man because he says this word or like she's not carrying herself as a respectable woman because she does this just by being a human this person is respectable until they disrespect me personally and that's how i feel about the word and just or, like life in general until they disrespect you or bret hart personally. yeah Yes, then, then I can't, I can't look at you the same, but, um, but yeah, like I'm not, I don't, and I don't feel like using the word takes away from that in music or, you know, in art, but I do think white people should, should try to stay away from that word, both versions. So many Hogan emails. Here's another one. Hogan. Hey guys, it comes down to this, says Shane. You're 100% right when you said we should all be offended by racism. I'm offended by what he said. We live in an overly sensitive world that sometimes goes overboard with our reactions, like when comedy steps over the line. But this was not that. What Hogan said repeatedly was not a mistake or a slip-up or a bad joke. It was hate. It was true racism. That's not forgivable. But it's not up to me to forgive. If the black wrestling community wants to forgive him, then good on them. Obviously, the fictitious character Hulk Hogan should be in the fictitious WWE Hall of Fame. But Terry, Bo <laughs> but Terry Bollea, by all accounts, has always been a bit of a prick, and now it's proven. So to me, as long as none of the money I spend on WWE goes to Terry, I'm fine with it. 2018 certainly doesn't need Hulk Hogan. Let's turn the page and stay mage. Much love, Shane. Wow, we we have the best. Let's just be honest. We have the best listeners. Yeah, it's top of the line. I mean, these and, aren't like the ne'er do wells that you're going to see at the Sam Roberts SummerSlam podcast events. Okay, GP does a higher level up. These aren't the listeners of Jericho or or, or Taz. Maybe I'll, I'll sh I'm willing to share some with Conrad and Bruce. 
because those are my guys. But these other but the people, rest of them, but the rest of them, the the no good maker of shoes, repug. Um. Oh, here's one about New Day's response. All right, what's up, Pete? And repeat, SGG. This is from John. I like many. I like many. Am appalled at the reinduction of Hulk Hogan. I'm a white male who grew up as a little Hulkster. I am no longer one, which started when his personal life revealed and really exposed him. I want to tread lightly, but feel it's important to bring up with my question due to sensitivity and I guess for me to understand my position better. I applaud and agree with 99% of what the New Day and Titus said. I'm having trouble with one part with them saying, and I am paraphrasing how they cannot stop because it would taint their own accomplishments, which I totally understand. But it almost seems like they're afraid to speak out any further on the issue. And when I say speak up, totally stand against it. I think it's important for those African, those in the African American community to band together and say this is not okay. I feel the same thing was portrayed when Mark Henry spoke about the issue. That is a huge problem because there's obviously some type of background narrative that makes them afraid to say anything more about the issue. This will only increase the divide for the hope of unity and this troubles me greatly. I wish WWE would do the right thing and keep this slime ball out. What do you guys think about my assessment and whether or not there is someone holding these brave people back? I enjoy listening to y'all each week and appreciate both of your points of view. Peckerhead for life, John S. I'll leave that to you, SGG. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I don't know that they there's anything more that they could or should have said. Um, I don't know that they needed to say anything, honestly. Um, you know, each each person has their own feelings about this, and so it's up to those people to express how they feel about it or not. The responsibility doesn't pass to somebody with a with a bigger platform. I mean, it'd be nice, but it just it's just not their responsibility to speak out on this. You know, um, if Brock Lesnar can have the luxury of like going to work, getting his check, and then going on about his life, then that luxury falls down to uh, every superstar no matter what's happening and uh it's nice that they did say something but they really didn't have to and um anybody who feels personally affected enough to say something should say something whether it's me on this podcast or you know you in the emails or on twitter or you know new day and um titus o'neill or like you know some of the african-american executives because wwe does a lot of business with a lot of different networks and sponsors so if some of them feel some type of way whether publicly or privately, it's all up to everybody to express it as much as they feel comfortable. Because at the end of the day, too, we all have to participate um, in this society. So, like, there's a fine line that we all have to walk between speaking up about what we feel is right or wrong and then also making it so that you can still participate and live comfortably in, uh, in society. Because I would hate for anybody to you know, to try to stand up and do the right thing and then have the rug pulled out from under them and have all their hard work overshadowed because somebody else is choosing between them and, you know, whether it's money or something else. Like, you know, let if that's what they felt comfortable saying, then I'm happy to hear it and I don't feel like they should have said anything more just to please me or anybody else. But they're well, not the only uh, let ones me that say can this. speak up. 
I have no comment on specifically what these specific people said about Hogan. I, I think people did what they wanted to do. But I will say, I think I've, I've alluded to this before, Greg. I do feel like in general we live in a time now where if superstars wanted to speak out, they really could. And I don't think anyone would get in trouble for those thoughts. Um, but, I, you know, obviously there's societal pressures, of course, that affect people. Um, listen, SGG, we got to wrap this up. Um, I have to do a lot more today. But next week, announcement with our plans for SummerSlam, exactly what we're doing. Plus, before we go, another idea for a shirt design I would love to see done. If someone wants to send me a sample of this. Hey, Pete and SGG, longtime listener. Bop, 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 bop. Appreciate shirt idea. Cheap Heat logo in old school SummerSlam font with either blue or orange shirt color with your picture and Greg's picture like the old WWF event center matchup screens. Sort of like that. Some other thoughts. Would love to have a historical black power rankings. More random calls to other WWE personalities and superstars. All these nice things here. Thank you, Lech. If anyone would love to try a couple... Listen, I have some mocks for shirts that I love. I just don't know if it's the shirt. Like, it's all, the one I have is so good. Um, shout out to my man who's been helping me with it, actually, and sending me his his uh, mock-ups, um, which are so appreciated. Uh, let, me get, let me get his name before I mess this up and feel like a jack wagon. Um, it's not Gabe. But shout out to Gabe who sent stuff as well. Um, Maverick. Shout out to my man Maverick. So I love this shirt. It's a generally dope shirt. I just don't know. I don't know if it's the one because I just don't know if there's something that's like, that means more around SummerSlam. So if you have more mock-ups, I have to get these shirts done in the next week or so. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. SGG, your mage. By the way, guys, if you want more SGG, he appeared on Brian Campbell's and in this corner podcast this week, and he also was on Dan St. Germain's Total F and Marks podcast. So go get some more SGG and support those. We're out. We'll catch you next week. Um, stay mage, and as always, enjoy yourself. All that aggression inside you, you chose to take it out on an inanimate object. And not only an inanimate, uh, uh, inanimate object. Hey, shut up! Shut your mouth!